What's up, guys, and welcome to the Movie Newbie Podcast. I'm your host, Jabril Sahami, the newbie, and I'm joined by... Rafael Luca, actor, clown, thespian, and a pure cinephile. Oliver Mangum, writer, producer, and fellow film lover. So yeah, enjoy the show. Yo, what's up, guys, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Jabril Sahami, and as usual, I am joined by Ollie and Raf. How about Ollie, you say Hello. Hello. And Raph, how about you? Bonjour. Oh, that was really like, you know, mm. very German. What <laughs> <laughs> German? Yeah, like like good organization, you know. Oh, uh, <laughs> like like yeah. um like Audi, like German efficient efficiency. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like German yeah. engineering, mm. like, like the, fine like German trains. automobile. Mm. Yeah. For a second, I thought you. For this whole time, I thought you. You thought I was German. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, does Jabril not know what French is? Yeah. They're, they're like Germans, right? Yeah. France is located in Southeast Asia. Um, it's France in Europe. Yeah, exactly. That's the it's the it's like the other way around when people think Singapore is in China. Yeah. You're talking of just of crazy geography things. You know I once met someone who um actually legitimately thought Brazil was in Europe. Oh no! And this yeah. was like an an adult person, like above the yeah. age of eighteen. A full, a full grown being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I mean, when I was it. a kid growing up, I thought Brazil was in Saudi Arabia because I watched them, like I watched them playing football on TV, and I was like <laughs> to my dad, "Is that Saudi Arabia?" And they're like, "No, no, it's 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 Brazil." And I was like, "Is that in Saudi Arabia?" And I guess like that interaction made me mm. think that Saudi uh, Brazil was in Saudi Arabia, and I was like, "I like to think nice. that you asked that last question." He was like. That's so dumb. I'm not even gonna respond. <laughs> well, I was like three. And so you went off thinking, four. yeah. Like, I'll take that silence as a yes. That's the last time I saw my father. <laughs> he was like, I don't know that. Yeah, he was just on his way out <laughs> and never came back. Never came back. Just went to get a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> how terribly sad. Yet. <laughs> um, all right, what's on the menu today, boys? Well, this is the bonus note, so we have this like free-for-all, semi-free-for-all kind of chat. Yeah, And, um, yeah, the last time we had this chat, we spoke about that playback speed, and it was it was a good conversation. Um, it was free-flowing. I really like that. So um, I guess I kind of proposed a topic for today, and I was I was thinking of something based around orag- uh, 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 originality. Originality. <laughs> um, I was thinking about... Yeah. <laughs> Um, the originality behind films and I guess it was kind of like a co-thing with Raph where I proposed it and yeah is there any originality in film or in cinema today Um, I don't know I guess we can take it from there and then we're gonna also talk about some other stuff after that little chat and yeah so what do you guys think I'm just gonna put that question out there simple one is film and cinema still original or is there originality I, I guess it depends on how you frame the mm. question because is our blockbusters still original like the summer going blockbuster movie is that still does it still um retain some form of originality um and do we have films big budgeted studio-led films come out every year that are authentic and original <sighs> I would say that maybe it's a dying breed. Mm-hmm. Maybe that uh, franchises, prequel, sequels, spin-offs, what have you, are taken over the market these days because studios rely on safety and comfort when it comes to their financials. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps with these big productions, um, they're going on the safe side and saying, hey, you know what, Mar- you know what can bring us money? Marvel can bring us money. So let's do more movies with um, that universe. Oh, you know what else makes us money? Universes. So, you know, Harry Potters, uh, your Marvels, your DCs, your Star Wars. They've, they've, I, uh, I saw this article. I think it's, um, correct me if I'm wrong with her name, but Kathleen Kennedy, uh, who is the kind of the oversight looker of, of, of everything Star Wars. I Again, I might be wrong she's, about this. I think she's the... Head of Lucasfilm. Yes, right. Head of Lucasfilm. Oh. She, she. Um, there was this article released a couple of years back um, when you know the uh, what are they called the the the, the sequel trilogies 
I remember her saying something during Rogue One where there was like yeah I yeah a movie I, I believe a year yes exactly yeah. that was the article mm-hmm. right of making yeah. a Star Wars movie a year and now has it and now has it not just been a movie a year but it's been like a TV show a year or even two mm. TV shows a year um, plus movies um, so we're getting an oversaturation of shit really um, so I think originality in film. If you frame it in that, it, I, the way I understand it is if it's framed in that context, in the big production, studio-led um, movies, big budget mm-hmm. movies. Um, because I think we're still seeing authenticity and originality from independent filmmakers. I mean, that I don't think that will ever die. I mean, I, I don't believe it will. I have faith for that. I have faith mm-hmm. for, for, for um, young filmmakers or filmmakers of all ages uh, to come out and make their own original uh content um especially now when there's netflix there's amazon there's youtube there's so there's such a wide platform for filmmakers to release their stuff um you can literally just release it on anything these days you know you can film a phone tangerine you know sean baker's tanger tanger is it tangerine yeah yeah tangerine Um, Tangerine. he 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 made a, a point with that movie of like you can film with this with a phone Mm-hmm. Um, shot on the iPhone, I can't remember nine or eight. I don't, I don't know how many iPhones there are these days. Um, <laughs> but, but um, I also uh, like to think that originality and authenticity is now coming from our foreign films as well, probably a lot more. Um, but that's just what I've, I guess maybe what I've been watching. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna stop talking and I'm gonna like, yeah, let Ollie take the wheel for a second on that one. What, what do you think? Oh, thank you. Um... <laughs> I guess I would... Uh, You're a funny would... man, Ollie. You're a funny man. <laughs> you did the little teapot kind of thing right there. Yeah, yeah I did a little tip of my hat. Um, uh, yeah, I guess... Uh, well, I, I, before I kind of try and answer your question, Jabril, I, I kind of want to be a little bit annoying and sort of respond to your question with another question. So when you say... It sounds like this question started from a place of, I don't think there's originality much Mm -hmm. left in film and cinema these days Mm. so what do you mean by originality do you mean stories or films that are not based on pre-existing materials like or do you just mean like literally on the baseline like the stories aren't original or interesting or fresh anymore the original idea was that there's it's not that things there's no originality it's just that there isn't anything new you know like you can even go as far back, like everything plot wise, at least like has been explored in a certain way. Like Shakespeare, for example, like he's like copied plot way, like plot points in so what many of his different plays. What you say about my plays. boy Willie Shakes, yo? No, I mean, no, but he, you're, you're absolutely right. He was right. the Disney of his time. Yes, yes. In was, my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah. So like um, he knew what worked and he like basically copied the same formula for across, I think, a few of his comedies and a few mm-hmm. of his... And a lot of his stories were based on folk tales or inspired by Indeed. epic poems or essentially IP that had already existed. So, like, I think if you bring that kind of medium from, let's say, the Greek day until now, really there isn't anything new. I think the only thing that that would change, like, I mean, just stylistically rather than plot-wise, I think can be original today. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. kind of the idea that I came from. You know, it's not that like, like for, for for me, I'm a huge Marvel comic fan. Like I love the comics growing up and I read comics a lot. So seeing a lot of these characters, which would have never been on the screen without a backing that, that big, you know, like things mm-hmm. like Moon Knight, for example, or um, Hawkeye or whatever, you know, like these tiny characters that I used to love and I would never have thought that they would be on the screen or now on screen or on TV or whatever. But then there are things like Star Wars or um, one that comes to mind is uh, Ghostbusters. Like, why are they doing more of those? Jurassic Park. Although I haven't seen Jurassic World, um, I don't see the reason why it should exist. There are a lot of these franchises where I'm like, hmm, 100%. It's making a lot of money. But... Um, I mean, there's a lot of, yeah, I don't know, not stagnation, yeah. but um, everything kind of like blends together, you know, all these movies. There's nothing really that I'm like, dope. Like that yeah. is something completely new. Well, I, I, I get that. I, I guess to your original point about 
you know, you, you mentioned Shakespeare and that's compl- that was going to be my response, which is that I don't think originality really in the sense that we're talking about has ever existed. You know, um, film screenwriting teachers or, or writing teachers or literature teachers have been saying for years, mm-hmm. you know, lines like, um, there's only seven re- kinds of stories in the world in existence mm-hmm. or every story that's could be told has been told in some form or another. So I don't think there's it's possible to come up with anything that's truly original. And I think the idea that originality is a virtue or that it's something we should aspire to or it's something that must be maintained is a pretty like modern mm-hmm. idea as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think, like you said, 300, 400, or even like 100, 200 years ago, people were pulling their hair out, asking each other, is what we're doing original enough? Because yeah. storytelling was understood to be this tradition that you pass down from generation to generation mm-hmm. that is reinterpreted um, in different contexts. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but in, in terms of the idea, like, if if anything is, like, fresh or interesting, like, I agree with Raph. I think, um, you know, there's interesting uh, novel kind of film experiences that I have mm-hmm. every single year. Usually I have them watching independent cinema or foreign cinema. Um, you know, I, I, I'm never, like, just recently, for example, you mentioned you think that uh, perhaps the industry is not doing enough with the execution to separate it from what's come in the past, you know? People aren't, if you can't tell a new story, how about you tell it in a different way? You're not mm-hmm. seeing that enough. Well, I went to see a film called Memoria, literally yesterday in the cinemas. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, uh, actually, it's a film from that director who did Uncle Bunmi, which we reviewed mm, on right. this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's his new film, and it's got Tilda Swinton. And I went to see that in a cinema because someone said, you have to see this in a cinema because of the sound design. It's got mm-hmm. really interesting sound design. Mm-hmm. And he was totally right. Like, I was sitting there, and the way that film used sound design was unlike anything else I had ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure someone else has had a similar idea since the invention of cinema, but mm-hmm. it was a novel experience for me, and I left feeling really um, energized and blown away by yeah. that. I mean, like, with the, and then with, like, the franchise stuff, I mean... Yeah, Hollywood's been growing more and more dependent on pre-existing material and franchises for for decades now. Um, but I think they're also starting to realize that it's a mixed bag. Like, it's not a, yeah. a safe an option because a lot of franchises do really well these days, whereas a lot of franchises also aren't doing well. I think the pandemic has accelerated I'd this say, issue. I'd say for the most part, franchises don't do well. Like... But okay, unless you're talking about like money wise and box office, box office wise, yeah, like that's just China. Like, well, no, not really. Like, okay, Spider Man No Way Home is now the okay. sixth highest grossing film of all yeah. time, adjusted yeah. for inflation. Yeah, yeah, and it's in a pandemic year. It's in a time. It's in a, this is a True. this is at a time when not all cinemas are open or not all people mm-hmm. feel safe going to the cinemas. And uh, then you have Matrix Resurrections, which, you know, partly because it was released on VOD at the same time, but that Mm -hmm. film hasn't made as much. It's probably going to, at the box office, it's probably made around the same in its entire run that the original film made in its first week 21 years ago or 22 years ago. But I mean, like, for the most part, like, you look at uh, these other franchises that have been attempted, they haven't really gone well i can't really think of anything other than the marvel universe that has that has uh, like okay another well. another recent example just because i was looking into it scream they uh mm. you know the scream franchise scream you mm. know ghostface yeah 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 the slasher films from yes they've oh. got a, a requel which is an interesting mm. topic in and of itself the requel what is, is what they've okay it's like this thing that you see a lot happening now where it's a sequel but not really because it ignores part of what's been uh, what's happened in previous installments and it's kind of just rebooting like the reboot story while it, sequel? yeah it's like like they did it with Halloween where they mm-hmm. had um <clears throat> uh, a new film came out a few years ago like directed by David Gordon Green and co-written by Danny McBride mm-hmm. and that was a sequel to the first film but it ignored everything that happened in like two three four five six seven because there are so many installments of the Hall- mm. Halloween franchise Right. And it's basically retelling the story with the old cast and a new cast. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of both a reboot and a sequel. But anyway, they're doing this for for Scream. They've yeah. got all the old stars back, like Courtney Cox and Neve Campbell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that film, 
is making has made close to a hundred million dollars at the box office. So it's 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 done really well considering again yeah. that it's a pandemic year. Yeah, and it's receiving you know a, it's it's being praised. Um, I mean both both film have been praised Halloween and Scream, and I think. And to, I, that's the thing. Are we talking in terms of like how much money does an original film make? Or I, I think with what Ollie said, like all artists and all I think filmmakers, storytellers, we borrow from one another. So you're you're gonna see you're gonna see something that you've seen before, but told through a different lens, through a different perspective, right? Which is what which is that makes it original, being being told a different way, um, whether that's good or not. That's up to the viewer. That's up to the listener. That's up to who's you know receiving the story. But because it's told in a in a new voice, uh, in a new perspective, with new technicalities, whatever, um, that's how you can keep cinema going forward. Is is by 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 putting up these new voices, which is more and more it's happening now. And more and more, I think, um, either big studios or independent filmmakers are finding their voice in a sea of 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 drowned voices that has become franchises right um i i think you know we've we've gone through i'm I'm gonna name a few um poorly um i'm gonna name a few poorly poor releases that have that have occurred in the last decade that have been original uh blockbusters but that have just failed uh horridly uh critically or both critically and in terms of money so like you're getting films like jupiter ascending um gods of egypt uh you're getting chappy tomorrowland passengers these are all kind of original takes on whether that's sci-fi or that's um mythology like gods of egypt's is 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 is, um um is like a mythology based around Egypt uh, and passengers sci-fi in space with, you know, two big leads like Chris Pratt and Jay, Jay Law. Um, I don't know if that's what you call her, but Jennifer Lawrence, what's up? Oh, um, I thought you talking about Jude Law, dude. <laughs> Jude Law. <laughs> uh, no, no, Jay Law, Jay Law. Like Jay Lo, but Jay Law. Um, and that was a failure? I didn't, I didn't yeah, that was, that was, that was uh, I think it was seen as a failure. I don't know if it made that much money either. Mm. Um, so there's so 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 then studios um I don't think dared anymore to 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 not only did they do they not dare anymore but they also like f- failed in 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 accepting actual um not just original but good material cuz these mm. I mean if you read it if you read a script like Gods of Egypt and you're casting it the way you're casting it what's what are you doing what's happening yeah are we <laughs> what is going on here um and so that's why I think they've 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 leaned towards Marvel and DC and Harry Potter and Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. because these have been reliable formulaic um, oh, stories. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, Pirates, man, <laughs> they still they still make bank. Shit. I mean, I don't know if the last one still made a lot of money, but you know, this is still yeah. very much a machine that can still fucking just fart out cash, um, and that's why they lean on these on these franchises mm. because they're reliable. Um, yeah. But in terms of like original movies that are still out there, I mean, I've wrote some uh, in the past decade again. Um, oh, and and not to mention, I mean, and this is going to be a debate on whether or not that's pure, like really original. But the highest grossing film ever, the one that's got motherfucking two billion dollars, that's technically an original film. Paddington. No, Avatar. Oh. Wait, wait. Is that's not the number? Is that still the number? Wait, who? What is the number one film? I know <laughs> there was like Avengers, box office, Avengers Endgame, it's and box office. Avatar. No, because I remember that Avengers Endgame overtook Avatar. Yeah, and then, then Avatar, Avatar then Avatar came out in China, China again. Yeah, and then it released. Like, yeah, and then yeah. It went yeah. right above back. Okay, so, okay, so, on. so Avatar still stands, and that you know doesn't lean on a franchise. Doesn't yeah, isn't but it's held by. It's Pocahontas, it's Dancing with the Wolves, <laughs> sure, but the I think the concept of Avatar, you know, James yeah. Cameron's vision for Pandora and stuff like that, that's purely original, mm. I think, mm. right? That's mm. coming out straight of that dude's, you know, head and a team of people that just decided to, you know, build a whole original world. So, you know, say what you will, but that that monster machine is, and it's, it's going to be a monster in the next couple of years of two, three, four, five, six, eleven. It's like fucking the next iPhone. Um, it's, I still so, don't believe those films are coming out. No, no, it's no been, one believes. It's been 
13 also, years since we saw the first <laughs> yeah, Avatar. And that second <laughs> but film... But apparently in two years. No, the second yeah. film is meant to come out this year, apparently. This year, yeah, I think. Yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but um, yeah, I won't believe it until I see it, because <laughs> uh, we've been hearing about this sequel for over a decade now. Yeah. Mm. So, so this is past decade kind of original films, and these are either independent or high-budget films mm-hmm. that don't tend to rely on... Yeah, a franchise or a wide um, spectrum of source material like comic books. Mm. So we've got Mad Max Fury Road. And I know that is still cushioned by um, a world that was developed by um, by George. Yeah, that's my, like, that's I, yeah, I wouldn't count that. Sure, sure, sure. But again, I think successful sequels count as original. Because there are also there are also like original and successful sequels that are out there. Wait, wait. Now you say you mean they're successful because they they just did their good films. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. What are we talk. So we wait, a successful to- sequel is is a, is an original film. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think. I mean, I don't know. It's okay. Fine, fine, fine. Mad Max Fury Road, bad example. I've got Upgrade. I've got The Raid. I've got Mandy. I've got Inception and Tenet. Christopher Nolan makes originals. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Robin Star. I've got. A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place was successful at the the box office and critically. Yeah, is it is it original because it's based on a manga? Like, is it purely original? Like, that's the thing as well. Yeah, I don't think it is. Isn't it not? I'm pretty sure it's based on a manga. I don't. Can we get a fact check? I'm I'm fully yeah I'm fully prepared to be called to be correct. Get a fact check on that. So we've got two big ass Christopher Nolan movies: Inception and Tenet. And Inception made you know original in terms of originality, it's it's soared. Taika Waititi films yeah. have been Fucking very amazing. Uh, Edgar Wright is still just making purely original content out there. We had Soho last year. We had Baby Driver a couple years back. It's an original film. Sorry, just wanted to. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> Get that in there. Based really? On the is it not based script. on a Mac? Okay, okay, great. Wrong. Great, great. Uh, wrong. Uh, I Am Mother, <laughs> uh, sci-fi that came out uh, last year or two years ago. And The Climb, which Ollie referred to me, uh, widely original. So these are just like, these are just like, you know, mm. examples of like what we can do, what we can do with, with storytelling mm. if it's told, you know, with the right voice, with the right tools, with with everything that's right. And people still have things to say, mm-hmm. you know, that that's never going to stop, I don't think. So original content is always going to be available to us every year mm. because people are always going to want, always going to want to say stuff. There's always going to be a voice for something. Mm-hmm. Which is great. We we want to yeah. talk. We want to we want to share. We want to share our our lives. We want to share our point of mm-hmm. views. Yeah, I I just want to make this maybe final point before we can like move it on to the next thing. Um, I see it with kind of like in music. Uh, I think the Foo Fighters mm-hmm. were kind of in a situation where they were trying to get sued for. Um, they were like, trying to get sued. I mean, people were trying to sue them. <laughs> Right, right. Sorry, sorry. They were trying. Oh, sorry, I'm being a dick. The Foo Fighters were just so bored. They were trying to get. Sued. They were like, I really, really. They went to their agents. They were like, How do we get sued? Because uh, I'm, uh, I'm just. Like, I need an obstacle man. here, guys. I need a challenge. I could just. I could just try. I could Foo just Fighters read the head- be out here trying to get sued. Okay? Trying to read the headline. The headline for tomorrow's papers. Foo Fighter trying to get sued. <laughs> well, well, please sue us. Please. <laughs> um, sorry what was on. i saying oh yeah okay so they were they were trying to get they were, people were trying to sue them fuck now you've confused me uh, <laughs> people were trying to sue them people yeah, were trying, people to, trying sue. to sue the foo fighters for basically um copying a riff and oh, there was like yeah. the, someone did a study and basically every single riff in music has been created already so mm. there isn't any way to create anything new that sounds good. Especially with pop, right? Especially with pop. But like just in general in music, it's very rare to find a new riff or a new melody sound, or sound. Or... Well, not sound, but melody. Mm. And I see that with, with film nowadays too. You know, like even though it, it's using elements from certain things, it's still something new and like inspired by something. It's the child of whatever created it. And we're also connected these days. We're in, there's mm. such a hive mind sort of mentality that are, you can't help but sort of absorb everything that everyone else absorbs. Mm-hmm. So bringing it back to the music reference, like even if so, if, say the Foo Fighters are getting sued by someone who's not very well known mm-hmm. and says, "You stole my riff," mm-hmm. and 
it, maybe it does. It is the exact same riff, but the Foo and the Foo Fighters can claim they've never heard that song before. Yeah. But because we've all been trained to listen and play and expect music to be what it is, it it's always going to happen that people are going to yeah. replicate one another, whether or not they've actually heard it before. Mm. Just like someone could come up with the exact same story as a film that came out ten years ago without having seen it, because again, when we're all watching the same news, we're all seeing mm -hmm. generally the same movies and TV and other content. Mm you're just the brain's going to produce the same shit on yeah. a regular basis like, like, it's going to go through cycles raf was talking the other day um he was saying that like he wants to possibly do something about tck's and things like that mm. and that idea is probably has been thought of by tck's around the world they're like yeah i'm a tck from tijuana in mexico yeah and they probably think that they have the wildest stories. And us, TCKs from yeah. Singapore, we're like, nah, we have the most wild stories. And there's going to be a universe franchise called TCK Worldwide. And then it's going to be, you know, like... <laughs> Worldwide, <laughs> wide, wide. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the idea that I was going <laughs> to propose to you, Ollie, and that I was going to, like, um, kind of talk about. But, yeah, it's... Um... It's something in the world. It's brewing. Mm. It's brewing. But I, I totally get that, obviously, there's... And it's about who gets there first it's, and who releases it well, first no, it's too. Also right? execution. Like, it's execution. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 the way you tell it. It's execution. It's it's all of it. It's all these elements put together to make the perfect potion, right? There is, and then you can still tell a story. It can still be shit, but it can still have the attention of you know mm -hmm. of a lot of people. Yeah, and and as someone who you know who works tangentially in the film industry, you know <laughs> tangentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice which is a really nice way of saying barely um sometimes but uh <clears throat> but uh i've heard a lot where you know you're developing an idea or you have a script and then you send it out to the right people and they're like oh yeah there's actually like three other projects mm -hmm. about this in development somewhere else and at first you're like shit fuck i just wasted my time on this i guess i can't do it anymore and usually the feedback you get is no trust me someone's always working on the same idea as you yeah or there's always something else similar about to come out or did come out last year and like generally there's like a rising tide raises all ships mentality like they're like just just go for it there's a good chance this won't get made or you guys both come out at the same time and you'll probably be bouncing off each other in interesting mm. ways so yeah mm. totes my goats yeah i guess maybe for another conversation is originality going into tv shows or like streaming shows well I, I did want to mention that completely a lot of people say film or the the cinematic experience isn't offering anything new but if TV. you want to go find original storytelling you go to tv that's where the adult stories are told, yeah. at least anyway yeah but yeah i think that's another, that's conversation. another conversation so well i guess we can like bring this in i guess we've been talking about um some of the movies that we think are original or not but i want to think i want to talk about uh about the movies that you guys have watched recently or just whatever you've been watching or that you've been into. Yeah. Ollie, please start us sure. off. Sure. Um, okay, well, I mentioned Memoria, which I literally just saw 24 hours ago and I thought was great. Um, you know, <clears throat> if you have a chance, it's only in cinemas at the moment. The director and the distributors, I think it's Neon, had this really interesting right. idea that they were not going to make any money. No, I'm just kidding. That they were going to not release it to VOD no, they were and trying just to do get a roadhouse it. where they take it to a different city around America each week and play it in cinemas there. Mm. And I don't think they're doing this exact same approach, but you sh if you're in the UK, for example, you can watch it, I think, this week. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> another film I saw recently, oh, I, I, I went to see Licorice Pizza twice in the cinema. Noise. Because I loved it that much. It's so rare that I go to see a film twice these days. But I saw it the first time a couple of weeks ago, right before I got COVID. And then once I didn't have COVID, I went out and saw it again. Because I was like, I just want to see this bad boy in the cinema again. Because it was the most joyous experience I've had in a cinema in so long. That's a mm. Paul, new Paul Thomas Anderson film. Great soundtrack, Jabril. So I think you might dig it on that reason. Nice. Um, and then in terms of like television, uh, what have I been watching recently? Oh, um... I've been watching um, uh, two shows from HBO that uh, are getting a lot of notice these days. I've been watching um, Euphoria, which I was discussing with Jabril's mm. flatmate, um, Fede. Yeah, former guest uh, on the show. Yep, yeah, and perhaps an upcoming guest soon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
but um we'll leave that for later but yeah that's a show that uh, that's the show that people are going crazy about on twitter and uh it's the second season now and i enjoyed the first season even though it, i did i wasn't liking it at first but then it won me over because the filmmaking is just nuts on that show and it is kind of appealing in this exploitive way of watching young sexy teens do hardcore drugs and get really emo which is one of my uh pet interests i suppose <laughs> uh, but yeah, the second season's kind of a mixed bag at the moment, but the filmmaking's really interesting and the music's good. Mm. Uh, and then last thing I'll say is um, I've been watching The Righteous Gemstones, um, which is uh, Danny McBride's TV series. It's, that's nice. another oh. HBO show, second season. It's set in the world of um, high-powered uh, televangelists mm. or like megachurch mm-hmm. Christian family. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, it's really funny. Uh, I, I've always loved Danny McBride as like a source of comedy. Eastbound and Down was always one of my favorite things. So good. Um, yeah, and there's a great cast in this show. You've got Danny McBride. You've got Adam Devine from Workaholics. You've got um, John Good Goodman playing yeah. the patriarch. You've got Jason mm. Schwartzman this season. Eric Andre. Whoa, what a cast. One of my f- yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's really fun. There's this, he, he wants to turn it into like a Godfather trilogy, apparently. He wants to make it this epic tapestry about this intergenerational family in america but it's also you see a lot of dicks and boobs and there's a lot of <laughs> raunchy jokes and um yeah so i'm liking that uh but what about you guys Jabril? um Jabril? yeah sure um coming off our lovely originality uh conversation <laughs> I, I i i stocked up on all on all my marvel and star wars <laughs> <laughs> yeah indeed um, you did yeah no indeed it's just did. like a comic fan i really uh, i I thought Eternals was pretty good, but pretty safe. Uh, so I watched that recently. I watched Spider Man. I've been watching the Boba Fett thing because. No, oh, how is that? Good. Yeah, how is it? It's uh, <laughs> Mandalorian's definitely better. Mm. Boba Fett, I guess, if you like the the movies, you know, you want to know more about the character, then go ahead. But okay, I'm gonna put it out there. Yeah, yeah what's Boba the Fett is so overrated. What? Well, like, yeah. Just like, because Boba Fett was always like one of the fan favorites. Yeah, because he was so mysterious. But he gets, he's in like two scenes in the third film. Yeah, yeah. And they felt like they had to give his his character a backstory in the the prequels. Like, I just, Mm. I never got it. I always, like, he's not that interesting. That's why I was kind of confused. And they already had this Mandalorian, like, show. Why do they need to bring another person that looks like him? Isn't the Mandalorian basically Boba Fett anyway? No, no, it's not. It's completely. No, no, different. I mean it's. A, but are they a bounty? Oh, but it's like it? a, it's a, it's like a silent bounty hunter. Yeah, are they bounty hunters? They're bounty, hunter? bounty hunters. Yeah, but they're not like the same alien. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, so, yeah, I, that's why I didn't want to get into same shit. Yeah. Man. <laughs> it's like it's like saying fucking. Um, I don't know. Gandalf and uh, Dumbledore are the same. It's like saying. Daffy Duck and Donald the Duck are completely different, you know? One has a hat guy. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, as you guys shit all over my shit. <laughs> we're trying to, st- we're try- trying to steer you away from the Marvel and the Star Wars no, train. You never will. Get off, get off. Watch Licorice Pizza. Um, I, I am, I actually, I'm going to watch that soon and I'm going to watch Macbeth soon. Um, I just need to find like a, like a good time. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, the Marvel stuff. Uh, I've been trying to watch Euphoria, but like, because my roommate, he's on second season. I've never seen it, so I can't really like mm. do that. I've recently watched the new season of Rick and Morty. That was mm. not bad. Oh. I mean, the one from last year, <laughs> which I haven't seen. So that was pretty funny. Mm. Um, yeah, but nothing that great. Mm. Mm. yeah nothing amazing nothing yeah nothing original i mean even uh i i, I mean i want to watch that documentary that ollie you you told me about oh torn torn yeah mm. so that's something that i'm yeah. gonna watch yeah nice yeah I, I haven't i haven't seen it yet but my mom mm. raved about it so yeah nice. mom. yeah they have- <laughs> shout out to moms <laughs> shout out to moms all the moms out there they have the best best advice um it, yeah, I mean, I I haven't seen a a, a a whole lot in 2022, or not even a whole lot 
last year in terms of like um originality but um i did watch the tragedy of Macbeth because i'm a huge sucker for Maccas and willie shakes uh so that's why as soon as you were like this my boy i was like what are you doing um but you weren't just how you were making a fair point so i i i'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll abide it um but i thought um it just i mean i don't even need to be reassured by this i know joe cohen is a genius um i know he's a master class filmmaker um and i i i knew coming in denzel was just gonna bring it francis oh, mcnorman denzel. was just gonna Can't bring wait. it but the whole cast itself like really outstanding stuff and the way they speak the text is i mean they, i think they really emphasized in i mean obviously you always have to emphasize in the clarity of of what you're saying and and these speeches are you know that's paramount to that but there was like such precision i thought it was so because there was nothing else but the actor and because it was done in like kind of a sound stage um mm. it just comes out so much crisper so as soon as you're seeing you know denzel having this beautiful dance with a soliloquy this beautiful like rhythmic melodic like thing with with one of his speeches and then adding on the denzel like swagger and you're like yeah. what yeah yeah it's just so good it feels have both of you seen the movie i saw that yeah oh did all you see the movie oh yeah yeah i i saw that in cinemas how how did the performances compare to like Sir Ian and uh, what is it Dame is it Judy Dench that was in it as well before they have like these crazy monologues on YouTube that I've seen I yeah, remember in high school there was also this, and I was like yeah, blown there was away there was Michael Fassbender I think that was, that was the latest uh, to to take right. on the role and um, Marion Cotillard uh, but I mean I thought yeah. that that was deadpan compared to what was what was done here I, I didn't appreciate that um that rendition of Macbeth as much i thought it was beautiful it was visually striking fastbender fastbenders but this had the visuals plus the performances Mm -hmm. and it was just that was utterly original the way they Mm. the way they produced it the way they made it Uh, i have to send you the you do you do you do yeah yeah Uh, and the jude dench absolutely yeah i really like Um, just not to cut you off raf but i I really like i like the film too but i don't have as much of a familiarity with the play Mm. and i thought it was interesting how because the original play i think is usually like two and a half hours three hours long right Mm. it's quite long and this film's actually quite um brisk it's like 100 100 100 minutes 110 minutes maybe Mm. so i think they truncate i noticed that they have truncated a lot of the monologues and speeches and i they do for the most part it worked well but i thought the um the 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 production design like the set yeah. design because i think they shot it all on studios sound it yeah, soundstage kind of, I... exactly on, on sound exactly and it's like i think they're using this sort of brutalist sort of expressionistic abstract architecture mm. so you can't really place what time or yeah. location this story is set very in. liminal space cast exactly so it seemed mm. like a really interesting way to make it both theatrical and cinematic and so that was my favorite part of the yeah. the film yeah. For sure, that was yeah my favorite part too, um, and Denzel. I just love, I just love Denzel. <laughs> I, I I miss I miss seeing that guy. I just I want to watch more of this guy. I, I you know I, I I yeah I think he's just up there. Possible future theme. Possible future theme. Ooh, that'd be a good shout. That'd be that'd be a good shout. He's got a lot of good films too. Oh yeah, he's got mm. what a what a filmography. Um, and the one TV show that I'll mention that actually I got uh, I got curious because of Ollie because uh, I believe you posted it on the social meds uh, and it's Search Party. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> um, and I I'm really liking it. I mean, it's 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 really it's got a great pace. It's got great ensemble. I love Alia um, Shawkat and I don't know if that's how you say her name, but um, I'm sorry, Alia. Chalkat. Oh, sorry. Random sidebar, and we can we can it's edit this Shaka. out. But um, you know who, who messaged me after I posted about that show, saying, "Oh, I know I'm friends with Alia Shawkat." Is um, Momin from Majaz Records. Oh, oh no way! Yeah, so because he's an actor too. Yeah, and he met her in Palestine, and they became fast friends because I think Alia Shawkat is. Oh. I think she's like part she's... afghanistani or or afghan or um is she iranian maybe you're, i yeah i don't want to i don't want to speak out of turn but i think obviously she has family from that part of the world so yeah anyway yeah go yeah, on yeah. oh no uh, iraq yeah her dad's ah, her father's from it. baghdad okay cool shout out my people yeah 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 
yeah so <laughs> i so i i, I, I yeah i'm really enjoying it uh so thank you ollie for for putting it out there and you know i'm i've 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 wrapped up um you know we've wrapped up succession so i was looking at something hi sensei um so i've wrapped up you know i've wrapped up that that behemoth of a show and you know i've just left kind of wanting more but yeah search party is 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 nice and and cushioning that um with the cushioning of the withdrawals the succession withdrawals but i'm also going to watch which i'm very excited for because it falls under the it falls under kind of my favorite um style of filmmaking which is the one take wonder like the one take filmmaking mm-hmm. uh and it's boiling point mm. um it stars Stephen Graham, um, and I forget the filmmaker, but I think he's only done one other feature, which I am very curious to see as well. Um, I will get his name right here. Um, Philip uh, Baritini, um, who is a, a Liverpudlian, I believe. Uh, and he, yeah, he's, he's released this new film called Bowling Point, and it's supposed to be like this brilliantly effective, just um, kind of intense fueled energy tension drenched kind of one take of a film uh all all in a kitchen uh, between chefs um so it's supposed to yeah supposed to be just be like completely high octane stuff and he's got another movie because uh you know ever since i've kind of dived into his work um he's got another movie called um villain which uh kind of flew under the radar but received a lot of great um uh, appraisal and a lot of good uh good reviews um it's kind of your cockney you know your your man out of prison you know trying to start my life again and the you know the mobs trying to pull him back in you know, something like that um it's terrible no terrible. that was really good that's, i was really enjoying that that's and it, that came out last year so he's kind of a new up-and-coming filmmaker so a new voice telling original stories um and he's got another TV show coming out, which I'm going to catch, which I think came out this year, uh, only at this month. Um, well, it's only been one month, Raph. Um, but he, it's called Respond with Martin Freeman, which also looks Oh, quite, yeah, I was reading know, about that today. It looks, stuff. Yeah, it looks, looks good. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, and, you know, and Spider-Man, <laughs> just to say. <laughs> and I love that yeah. because, you know, it gave me, like, little nice things in my tummy. <laughs> yeah that was just fun that was was just just pure that was pure nostalgic just ice cream it was just pure enjoyment (laughs) yeah that was pure enjoyment. little spider-man in me uh just yeah yeah. it brought me back to five-year-old jabriel in like a spider-man costume a lot of joy with that one but uh shall we segue Mm -hmm. into kind of the final point Mm -hmm. and our our reveal Mm -hmm. of, of what's gonna happen uh for the next theme which was kind of a theme that was made um, out of these two guests that we invited um, that were curious about our podcast and that kind of wanted to, that, 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 that shared interests mm-hmm. in um, coming into our podcast. And I, are we allowed to reveal the name? Is that, is that, I think so. We just I think, I reveal think now everything? we're allowed to. Uh, well, yeah. their names are the Ali and Joseph. Um, and they are, um, two producers, uh, one of which is a producer of a podcast and another is, um, an executive producer slash kind of, um, works in the legal team mm-hmm. for a lot of big budgeted movies, do um, some script writing as well, um, script writing as well. So they were kind of they're both they're... exec producers mm-hmm. in the film industry now as well. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, well then it's, uh, yeah. So we've invited them on board for, for our next theme, which is going to be the James Cameron theme. We kind of landed on that theme based mm-hmm. on you know what they liked what kind of genres they were into um and there was a lot of action stuff so we decided james cameron and let's start with aliens Boom. um so that's going to be the movie we talk about with them and we're very excited we you know we're we're just super excited to, 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 um, to release thoughts out there because you know it's um yeah, we 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 had. I don't know if I, I'm gonna break the segue now. I don't know. Are we allowed to talk about the fact that we had the thing? What do you mean? Like, like, like we had the we already recorded. Yeah, we had. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, We've yeah, already recorded. Fine. Yeah, sure, sure. We've already oh, okay, recorded. okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Because cool. I was gonna say, like, am I allowed to reveal all that? Yeah, no, no, um, that's fine. No worries. Great, 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 yeah. great. Um, 
but yeah, it was a, it was a wonderful time. It was a wonderful time and their insight, their knowledge and just their like down to earth, mm. just nice, this awesome just attitude, nice and just great people yeah, great just people. really had awesome chats with them. Um, yeah, I'm feeling very nostalgic now. We were, it was the first time we were in a studio as well. Mm. So we can't wait for y'all to hear it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, James Cameron, you know, a pioneer of cinema as well. I think it's, it was, it was, it was about time or it was going to happen regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, he's someone who steered cinema into a whole new direction and he's someone who's released, you know, wildly original blockbusters, you know, talking mm-hmm. about originality. James Cameron is, mm. you know, yeah. Terminator, um, we've got franchise. <laughs> uh, well, he, but he created. It. Yeah, he did. No, yeah, he created the yeah, first yeah. one, so it was original when he. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So both Terminators. Uh, Aliens. A, uh, yeah, Alien and Cameron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alien. He made the the Abyss. He made yes. like, Titanic. Yeah, he Abyss. made True Lies. He made Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. Yeah. Um, Titanic. Yep. So, but um. But we should also mention that we're not just talking about aliens. No, right? no. We're going to be releasing an episode for aliens, but then after that, we're going to do Titanic. Yes. You may have heard of it. I, I don't and know. Afterwards, we're going to jump ahead another decade. <laughs> what is that? Um, and then we're going to be talking about. Ship. <laughs> we're going to be talking about. Now I've lost my thought. Uh, Avatar, exactly, which has been brought up a lot in this podcast. Yeah, weirdly. Episode. Like we brought yeah. it up yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah yeah so and and i believe um those two next episodes t- t- i was gonna call it titanic uh <laughs> titanic and avatar are also gonna have a couple of guests aye. Aye. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. so so it's gonna be a guest filled theme you're gonna theme. be hearing to our titled voices Indeedly, doodly. yeah we knew we knew yeah. you were bored of us so we thought let's let's infuse it with some new energy yeah we want we wanted to bring some fun so that's right so stay tuned, stay excited, because we've got ambitions this year, okay? Yeah, We're peacocks, yeah. you gotta let us fly. Oh, great <laughs> reference. And on that note, Ollie, do you have anything to say? Or, are we, or should I wrap it up? Uh, I mean, I thought we might be wrapping up the noir theme, but I feel like we've 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 already said quite a lot, so... Um... I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to interrupt your flow at the beginning. To be fair, we always, so like, well. wrap up the theme on the last episode, but, like... Didn't really yeah. wrap. We didn't wrap it well, up. Well, um... What did we learn? It was great. <laughs> it was yeah. great. It was great. Let's it move was on, good then. fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was good fun. Last where I had. Um, yeah, it yeah, was yeah, great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> variety. Of like different yeah. types of noir, I really like that. Yeah, yeah, and I guess the you know it, it is true that maybe if we can push this episode to be just a wee little bit longer, because I just want to know what you took away from it, Jabril. Uh, from the noir. Um, well, yeah, like each and every one. It, it, the thing for me with noir, it's not obvious, but when someone tells you it's noir, then it's like ah. This is noir. And then I could, like, tell. Because, like, when when we did Blade Runner, I never thought it was noir. Like, Mm. the concept of noir to me was, like, comic book. You know, like, Mm two-tone kind of artistry. um, Very Sin City, in a way. Like, that kind of, like, aesthetic. And Mm. I always thought that was what noir is. But now I know that it isn't. So yeah. um, you've kind of dipped your you've dipped your toes mm, in the mm-hmm. in the noir waters, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and it's it's nice because it's it's definitely a genre that's um, that you can learn from that a lot of filmmakers have used and that a lot of the highly prolific mm. filmmakers have um, created their own versions of, um, including uh, you know one that recently came out, Nightmare Alley, Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. That's it's kind mm-hmm. of a noir. That's kind of Guillermo yeah, dipping absolutely. in. Yeah, into into a noir yeah, himself. It, it reminds me of the whole like Private Eye kind of like you know those like cheap TV shows where like they go for the private investigator and it's like yeah I was sitting there smoking a cigarette and it's like mm. there's a narration in the background it zooms in from the from the door through the name and then you see the guy mm. on the desk and then obviously a lady comes in has to be um it has to be a lady who something wrong happened to her and it was mm. that's like the kind of feeling it gave me yeah yeah but hopefully we gave you well, I mean Ollie Ollie gave you some 
you know, if not the most exquisite noir films, like mm. definitely mm-hmm. the top of their mm-hmm. game noir films. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch the Gosling Blade Runner soon. Haven't seen that. Ah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. for that. Well, yeah, it's 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 a massively mm. rich um, genre with a long history filled with yeah. lots, Is there any lots bonus of different content movies that, that would be watch? like, well, like uh, additional mm-hmm. noir films or additional do you films? mean for the Blade yeah. Runner? Oh yeah, sure. Um, definitely the Big Easy, mm-hmm. the multi. Go back to classic. Yeah, the Big Easy, the Maltese Falcon, uh, even mm. um, oh gosh, what's that Orson Welles film? Touch of Evil. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. Uh, Out of the Past, uh, the Killing, the Stanley Kubrick mm. film as well. Oh, Stanley Kubrick. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah, cool, exactly. Cool, then cool, you get like neo noirs cool. the, from the nineties that are really interesting one. to watch. Very nice. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's tons. Yeah, tons. And like a few of that Ollie mentioned um, are in San Francisco, which kind of was mm. the city for noir, was the noir city because, uh, you know, we're talking foggy, like, we're talking Oh, foggy Chinatown, lights. that's it. Chinatown, also another legendary Chinatown. noir that you have to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, Chinatown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roman Polanski uh, classic. Uh, Brick is kind of a mm. neo-noir that that you should probably should. watch as well, which was one of Ollie's favorites at, at oh, some yeah. point. Oh, yeah. I was a big that stand for, for that film as a teenager. Right? We almost watched that for yeah. this thing? Okay, cool. Mm. Well, on that note then, uh, you guys should watch those movies too if you enjoyed our noir theme. But... Um, yeah, mm. thanks for watch. Uh, thanks for listening, not watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, watch us soon. <laughs> You'll watch, You'll watch us soon. soon. Yeah, You'll no, watch we us soon. We have ambitions. We have ambitions. We have ambitions. But yeah, uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, give us the five star rating. Like I said on the last one, you can give us a five star rating on Spotify. Don't forget to give it to us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a great conversation that we've had i hope you're excited for the new theme we've got the guests we've got james cameron if you like romance we've got titanic if you like weird alien tail sex we've got avatar and if you like aliens killing people we've got aliens so (laughs) catch you on the next episode see you guys